Are you ready to run your short-term rental business like a super host? If so, look no further than Guesty for Hosts. Guesty for Hosts offers listing management for all three major OTAs, Airbnb, Booking.com, and Verbo. With Guesty for Hosts, you can create a branded direct booking website in minutes. I've been able to hit 61% direct bookings in my business and automate daily tasks such as communication with cleaners and communication with guests. Click the link in the show notes to get an additional $20 off your first month. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. I know that um, uh, Claire, who, who edits our podcast, probably has to, whenever you say, back like real yes. loud it, it peaks out every time she's like god dang it she has to bring it down and it. <laughs> for real for real yeah man this welcome back to live that thrive everybody this how you doing micah i'm good man i'm how, how are you doing i'm good too threw us all off on that and this is live that thrive like i said earlier your favorite airbnb vrbo short-term rental podcast in the world and we talk about more stuff than that but mostly short-term rentals, and we are coming at you from Arlington and Fort Worth, Texas. This is episode 212. 212, let's go. In the house, man. And this happens to be a, a me and Micah episode. Well, been you know, a while. It's been a minute, you know, and um, I'm glad we're doing one. Uh, I guess couldn't couldn't make it, so it's like, shit, this, you and I, you, you and I riff, see what comes out. And... Um, Anyway, that's Jonathan Nichols calling me, but he was on the podcast earlier. I, I yeah, and long story, I will bring it up on the cast. Jonathan Nichols, uh, syndication expert. Oh yeah, so. yeah, definitely got to have need, him I, on your team. I need to know some some syndication stuff from him. Anyways, Micah, how you been? Man, I've been good, man. I was actually for the show. I was laughing at the. Uh, I didn't want to laugh at the lady, but you. You got you got to know the viral video going around about the lady who uh, has the Airbnb and the lady squatting in it, right? But she was renting rooms in her house, and this lady won't leave. Like she made a Facebook video, Instagram video, telling what happened, and the lady walks by during the video, and she started recording her, and uh, she went to the st- <laughs> she went to her refrigerator and made a sandwich and lit up a cigarette and told her she wasn't leaving. <laughs> <laughs> So the lady called the cops. The cops told her, hey, man, it's a civil issue, you know, because she hasn't handed over the paperwork. Lady went to back to her room. She told the lady, don't come to my room and leave me alone. And she oh squatted it out. It's horrible. God. She went and made a sandwich. <laughs> like, and, li- and lit a cigarette, man. I'm like, this is bro, man, from the fifth floor vibes right here, man. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. we had some fun on this episode, man. Yeah, um, but- it's it's good yeah it's good to reconnect uh we've been doing our um, clubhouses every wednesday so we chat a little bit on there the last one was pretty lit um topics today we didn't even write down any topics but everybody's talking about the interest rates going sky high yeah they are man it's it's ugly what they the feds hiked the rates what 0.75 percent so yeah i mean you're gonna see the higher interest rates i mean i'm about to be doing a refinance hopefully next month so I'm going to have to deal with the brute force of that, you know, so I'm going to be able to run, in, run into that. So we'll have to see what's going to happen. And if you and if you play it like the real estate's a long game, right? You got to play yeah. it as a long game. Got to. So this it doesn't I mean, 
yes, it sucks. The rate's going up right now. They're trying to fight inflation, you know? And But if you're playing the long game, and eventually they're going to go back down again, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have, you're going to be paying down an asset or, or your renters are going to be paying it down for you. Right. Facts. Hopefully it's still cash flows, even at these high interest rates. Um, and, and then when it does get to the point where they start dropping again, you know, what goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. Then you can refinance out, get a nicer rate, lower payment, you know, and yeah, um, yeah have more equity in the house, which is good. So if we, if you look at it as at the long game, yeah, it's a, it's a it sucks not getting it at what's it called two point two percent three percent. Yeah, but on the same end, on the same end, uh, a lot less people are are you know it's, there there isn't twenty thirty fifty bidders for every single house that comes on the market, right? It is flipping right now to a buyer's market for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, Redfin just laid off a whole bunch of people, so they said mm. the market's too slow. Like, dang, so is that slow? <laughs> Um, and I know it's slow because check this out, man. I have a wholesaler. He'll call me. Hey, I have this deal. And I'll be like, Hey, email it to me. He'll email it. And I'm like, man, you must not have no buyers. Cause he'll call me right back. Hey, did you, did you see the deal? I'm like, man, dude, did your buyers list drying up or what's going on? <laughs> or is this just a shit deal? I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I'm seeing price know, drops, crazy. dude. Price drops, man. In Grand Prairie too. One Ooh. of them just, yeah. One of them just slashed one. I'll send it to you. They slashed it by twelve thousand dollars, man. And I was like, wow. Mm. And it's a it's a decently priced, you know. Of course, interest rates are going up, but it's a nice, nice price place. I think Over Doug hit it days. on the head, man. He said if, if if a property's been sitting for 30 days, a lot of people they'll start slashing the price, getting scared. So I think we're gonna see a lot of that. Yeah, and then plus um here's something I was gonna ask you too, man, because like you know, I, I, we hadn't really talked about it too much yet, but we're, we're kind of kind of closing on a house right now, right mm-hmm. in, in Grand Prairie. Mm-hmm. And so um, the appraisal, the appraisal, they haven't been out to appraise it yet. Mm-hmm. So luckily, we started the you know closing process a few weeks ago, and rates were still about five percent, five point something for mm-hmm. investor investor rate, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in just a couple of weeks, it's already gone like. For investors, like seven percent, it's already gone up two percent, yeah. two percentage points in, in a, two weeks. It's fucking crazy. But um, luckily, we got locked in at that five point something, right? Ooh. And um, so we, yeah, I say luckily, and that's but in a few weeks before that, we'd be like, damn, five point something. But <laughs> when they were like three point really? something a month or so ago, but um, luckily we got in, at, locked in at a decent rate. And um, so here's my thing. I was like. We didn't sign, you know how sometimes they make you sign an, uh, an appraisal uh, contingency. So like if let's say, you know, house, we're going to buy it at 315K. If it doesn't appraise at 315K, if it only appraises at 300K, then we have to come out of pocket that $15,000 yeah. on top of what we're, our down payment is. Mm-hmm. And we said, nah, we ain't doing that, you know. And um, luckily they, they accepted the contract anyways. So now I'm thinking, man, with the prices dropping around, right? I mm-hmm. hope that appraisal comes in lower, man. And, and the people selling this house, they really do want to sell it, you know, get mm-hmm. out from under it, whatever. It will be like, and I'll, it'll go back, you know, maybe it appraises at 290 or some shit like that, right? And then, mm-hmm. and they'll be, and they'll be like, well, um, do you want to, you know, will you pay more than that? No, no, we're just going to pay what it appraises for, you know, getting a loan through yeah. the bank. 
maybe it'll be like all right we'll sell it to you guys anyways just to just to sell it right so i'm hoping you know i'm hoping for a low appraisal which is weird because we've always hoped for high appraisals right so we can go into a deal with equity yeah. but i'm hoping for a low appraisal just to get just to get a, a better deal on the thing the last house i had appraised in texas man it came in right on the number most appraisers because houses are like overvalued right now it might I just don't low appraisals just hard right now, man. Cause our, this house I'm doing, this rehab I'm doing, I'm like, we're might now we're probably expecting it to be 20,000 higher than what we wanted the ARV to be just because how crazy the market is. So I'm supposed to get my appraisal done. I'm going to get my appraisal done next week, next, I mean, next month. So yeah, those low appraisals, man, that's, it, it could happen. You know, it could happen, well, but hopefully yours comes in high. You want yours to come in high, yeah, right? Yeah, I want mine to come in high because I'm going to refi out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and now then, I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking the way the market's turning. If the Are you doing a traditional 20% down? Mm-hmm. So yeah, traditional yeah. 20% down. Yeah. Shit. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> it might be hard to pull that one off, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so um, a lot of conferences going on right now, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was the Nashville conference and the Austin man. conference. I guess it's conference season for a short-term rentals, huh? Yeah, I hate I missed that conference, man. Um, but we will be at the luxury, luxury, luxury STR summit. We will be speaking there. It's a virtual event. I already made my speech for it. So uh, yeah, we'll be on that with uh, for Rachel Gainsborough. We'll be uh, dropping the link to our. Uh, if you click our link, I think you get a little bit. I think ten percent off you'll get a 10% off. If you click our link, it's going to be on the live, let thrive, uh, referral page. So yeah, check that out. We'll, I'll definitely be at that one. Um, I'm probably, I'm, I'm VR, man. Everybody keeps hitting me up to go to VRMAs. I might go, but I am, we have to see, cause next month we're going to a conference for mahogany. Then September, we're going to my big real estate conference with my, um, with my mentor thatch. So we'll have to see, I'm going to see what other STR conferences I can make. Cause I got to get back to this cold calling so I can get some deals, man. Cause I think it's about <laughs> to be deal season. <laughs> nice. Um, you remember a, a great guest we had on the show a while back, uh, Mr. David Flippet Weems. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I talked to him a little bit today. Okay. And, and great episode. Go back and check it out. Cause he was doing flips. Plus he was doing um, Airbnbs mm-hmm. and stuff like that and making, make, you know, he knows, how to do hands-on like uh, uh restoring places and stuff like that fixing them up and so he was putting he was the one telling us to put in these badass rain showers in there mm-hmm. and stuff like yep. that he was doing cool things yep. rent pistols yeah. in or something yeah yeah mm-hmm. well <laughs> he told me because of the craziness that's happening um over there with the legislation like philadelphia remember philadelphia mm-hmm. is going through pretty much a uh, a, like an Arlington style band where not you can't do it at all in residential anymore and it, mm. it only only in like some kind of multifamily but it can't be a specific multifamily it, it's like it's real strict right and you got to get permits and stuff like that well that's spreading to his city because mm. he's got a he's got a congress um a congresswoman or whoever the hell's leading the charge saying no but don't worry you know we're not going to ban it we're going to do something like Philadelphia but it's not going to be a ban which mm-hmm. when cities cities don't say that word anymore, really, right? They don't say yeah. ban. They just call it um, short-term rental regulation because they know that 
probably in the court of law, it wouldn't stand up by telling somebody that they can't do, you know, they have the property rights this is their house. They can, you know, rent it out yeah. as they see fit. You can't really use that word ban because that'll bring up a lot of legal issues. Now you can use the word regulation all day long and make it pretty much like a ban. Right. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, long story longer. Um, <laughs> he's actually uh, switched off of Airbnb and he's a, a full-time electrician now, mm -hmm. but he's making freaking killing because they're in such a high demand right electricians mm. and um so he he said the dude he was apprenticing under um was make is making like thirty thousand dollars a month being an electrician <laughs> that's crazy man so uh, but it's cool that he can pivot like that right because he's yeah. got some skills and it's a high high demand um uh, career you know and and he said pretty much they can write their own prices on work right now because you know it's hard to find electricians it's hard to find uh trade trade jobs right Bro, uh, i just wrote an electrician a seven thousand dollar check you already know <laughs> yeah electricians and plumbers right now if you're an electrician or a plumber bro you can you write your own paychecks man. yeah I, I would say even more for electricians because at least plumbing hey we fuck up we get toilet shits on us right whatever we mm -hmm. fuck up with electricity uh, our face melts off you know <laughs> so, yeah, so, <laughs> so i would say electricians a little bit more you know of a skilled of a skilled um profession that'll that most people don't want to mess with and i including me i won't mess with electricity no. um and, and so i got stung by a ceiling fan one time and i'm like all right that's it for me i ain't messing with this stuff no more. yeah man for real i ain't touching electric <laughs> fuck like that so so it's cool that he, he's able to transition to that he said well now he can um getting loans for houses is a breeze you know to invest mm -hmm. in real estate so he's going to use all that money he's making invest in real estate sit it there let it let it grow let it, you know let his let his stack grow and just keep making the making a great cash flow on the or making great you know um yeah great money doing being doing electrician work and then just pouring it into real estate so that's another play there's back. always there's so many different plays man i mean it when the market mm -hmm. shifts you got to be able to shift with it and, and i think you brought that up on some of these on, on some of the um you know tiktoks and reels that you were doing um that yeah it's gonna shift but you gotta you gotta be able to to move with it yeah it is it's, it's gonna pivot i mean it's just learn, knowing different strategies man like I'm definitely going to be uh, moving into doing some little bit more knowledge on the sub two strategy. My goal is to um, have a sub two deal in hand and then reach out to like Adam Johnson or somebody, see how much I can pay. I'm like, look, run, help me run this and we can go from there. Uh, Cause I know, I think sub two is about to be huge, especially like how you just said, these houses sitting on the market, man, you know, you might find somebody, you know, cause I'm doing, I'm about to get back to doing cold calls in Texas. I've been doing them in Arkansas, but I just added Plano and Mansfield to my list and uh, try to help some people out. Cause it's going to be a bunch of people. Cause I think DFW was one of the number one places for evictions right now. I posted that article on Instagram. Mm. So, you know, people and landlords don't want to go through evictions. And if the landlord does go through an eviction, they don't want to be a landlord no more. They're like, after them. <laughs> I mean, that for real, like, that's like a lot of times when real estate starts to shift, you know, they go through an eviction, they throw in the towel, like I ain't doing that shit no more, you know, so those sub two deals and creative finance deals are going to be coming. So yeah, I'm ready for the pivot, you know, whatever it brings. I'm ready to do a subject two deal, man. That's my next thing. And, um, and it's, <laughs> I even texted, um, Adam Johnson while this, these rates started climbing and climbing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, he goes, I can predict it. Everybody's freaking out. 
you know, because everybody's trying to get these traditional loans, which you mm-hmm. hate. You hate dealing with the banks. And um, they're and so these these houses are gonna be sitting longer. I said, This is this is this is probably making you happy because you're a subject to guy. So yeah. so everybody's freaking out because they're not gonna get good deals through the bank on buying a house. But you're sitting there waiting for these houses to just be sitting there that no one can get rid of that they're upside down on. That's when Mr. Subject Two starts like like racking them up, man. Really? Because I, I, that's my thing. My my thing is uh, real quick. What's Subject Two? Uh, Subject Two. Basically, you're taking over the mortgage payment. Your name goes on the deed, and then the whoever is the current person on the mortgage stays on the mortgage. You're just gonna pay the mortgage. So it works out great, yeah, for someone who's upside down on a plate on a house, can't sell it, it needs repairs, they don't have money to do repairs to sell it to get top dollar. If they did sell it, they'd be losing money. So yeah, Adam, or if you like, can't, yeah, or if literally if you can't make the payments on it, and you're behind. You pay right. the arrears and get a house for free, you know. Exactly, and, and that's what that's what Adam Johnson preaches. And yeah. you go in there and get them caught up, just start paying on that loan, and then move the house into um his llc and it's the deeds his it's his house now and stays on their name so it's um it's it's a cool way to pick up houses with no little to little to no money down so yeah so that's what yeah and that's why i'm trying to pivot into that space while also you know because my only thing was i think it'll be easier now but only problem was i don't know how to find well i know how to find them but when I come across the deal, I don't know what to do with it. So that's why I'm happy we got people that we can just reach out to. Hey, what do I do with this deal? Because when I'm cold calling, I'm mainly cold calling. Hey, are you looking to sell? You know, and I can get into that conversation with them. But, you know, I got to really know the subject to model to really nail it down. So I can just have that tool on my tool belt when I'm move, moving and dealing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, it, I think it's going to be. It's going to be a season where a lot of people get wealthy, man. I think a lot of people are going to get wealthy, like especially with that conversation we had last night. Um, I think Anaji, Anaji and uh, Doug, and we got to get Anaji on the podcast. They were right. They were like, you want the interest rates to go up. Houses are going to sit longer. And plus, we're already in a housing shortage. So if you have a house right now, you can't go wrong. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, it's going to be a new, a new, a new learning journey which I'm always excited about new learning journeys. Hey, shit hits the fan, learn, pivot, keep going. So, <laughs> you know, cause I, I, I've, I'm not going to say I'm a bird. I haven't mastered burr, but I understand it enough where I can execute one. So I kind of want to know, okay, how do I get to the subject too? Now I don't have to use the refinance, the bank and things of that nature. So I'm, mm. I'm happy for it. Mm. You know, you know it, it is funny. Cause like, um, a buddy at my at work, um, he's been asking me about. He, every time I pass by, he asks me about you know Airbnb, about short term rentals, this and that, buying properties, and I always give him all my advice I can, you know, whatever. But he's still he's uh, what's it called? Um, analysis paralysis. He's having an analysis paralysis for a couple of years now. He hadn't been able to pull the trigger. He's mm-hmm. seen places, you know, this this this, and he always finds a way to talk him out of it. Oh, but uh, you know, this 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 could happen. Blah blah blah. Anyways, so I I heard him walking out today to go clock out talking to another dude. He goes, man, they just raised the interest rates, you know, 0.75. He goes, now there's no way I can buy one. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Are, it's like, what are people waiting for? I mean, I know, I'm, I know, 
you you want the perfect deal to just fall on your lap and everything be perfect right but but i mean at, at some point you just got to jump in i mean how are you going to get your reps and how are you going to learn this this you know real estate or airbnb or short-term rentals or whatever without doing it just waiting for the perfect opportunity while us we're getting the, we're investing when times are good we're investing when times are bad we're investing when times are in the middle i mean we don't stop yeah. And we're getting our reps in and you're going to come up against us, us killers. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, it, yeah, it's just about being smart. I mean, just do it. I mean, if people are naysayers, I don't even really deal with them. I mean, hey, you don't do what you do. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's all about, you know, trying yourself with people that are doing it, especially right now. Cause you got to be educated. Cause that clubhouse last night had me on fire. I was like, oh shit, you know, that, that was a lot of good information and, you know, a lot of good information in a short amount of time. And I just think it's about to, man, I think that wealth, that wealth transfer is about to be there. You got to be ready for it. You know, mm-hmm. if you're arbitraging, you're going to miss the train. Matter of fact, you might pay for it on the back end because <laughs> the motherfuckers are buying your houses, bro. They're jacking up the uh, rent. So it's like, you got to be prepared and you got to know. And that's why I love the conversation when it flipped to arbitrage versus owning. I, I break, see in the stuff that I like about arbitrage, most people don't even talk about it anyway. Like those three things I said about arbitrage, um, the contracts, the relationships, and what else did I say? Contracts, relationships, and uh, business credit. I said, those are the three things I love about arbitrage because I can mm-hmm. now use all three of those to go buy property, which most arbitragers don't. What happens is you fall into arbitrage and you just, only know how to arbitrage and you, I think Anaji said it best, man. He says, I'm pissing people off, but they don't know shit about real estate. So, and I was like, you're right. You know, you fall into that trap where you don't know anything about real estate. And, uh, you know, cause look, he just picked up a, what a 15, 20 unit deal down 12 unit apartment complex down there. And he can do what the hell ever he wants with it. He can Airbnb some of the units, but he's trying to keep the long-term tenants in there. And I think that is one thing I'm telling people heavy right now short-term rentals is just a bonus if when you're in the real estate game because you got to focus on that uh i run all mine with long-term rentals unless i'm in a vacation rental market and i haven't entered that market yet i'm running long-term rental numbers on all my properties if the long-term rentals don't work then it ain't a good deal that's how i'm looking at it and i know like a lot of people especially in dallas is happening people are running short-term rental numbers on these deals man and i'm like Shit, Dallas is trying to sh- having regulation issues. You got to be careful doing that. You got to make sure that thing makes sense as a long-term rental or have a good have a good base. And this is another thing I loved about our uh, interview, our, our uh, clubhouse last night, knowing how to get off the platforms and build a short-term rental business so you know how to get other clientele. So, man, it's, it's a good season. I'm loving this season, man. We're about to uh, see a good wealth transfer. And it reminds me because um, remember when everybody was freaking out because COVID, right? When COVID mm-hmm. hit, everybody was freaking out. That was the best time to go in and buy things up, man. And, and I went shopping. I remember I went shopping for houses. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I think you did too, right? You were, you bought, were kind I was of, buying. There you go. Yeah. And, and and so, you know, you, you were buying houses. I was able to find one, you know, a buddy at my work. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. One man's, you know, trash is another man's treasure, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one man, um, you know, uh, going through something bad, going, to, you know, it sucks because because the, the the townhouse I bought 
was was from from a buddy at work that I overheard them talking about about it, you know, at the tool crib mm-hmm. and to another mechanic and saying, yeah, this guy's been in there. He was there for six months. And because of COVID, he didn't have to leave. And, you know, I couldn't mm. get him out. He didn't pay rent for six months, blah, blah, blah. Then he and he made, punched holes in the walls and messed up all this and that, you know, I have to go fix all this stuff. And he would just I just want to get rid of it. And so I was just in the right place at the right time. Oh, you know, I buy properties, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I got it for 92 grand, man, a three bedroom, two bad townhouse. Right. And, and, and so it's just, but I was able to find good renters, put them in there. Good mm-hmm. to go. I got a great freaking deal on the place and it's cash flowing great as just a regular long-term rental. There you and go. so, and so, and that, Plus, we were picking up um, arbitrages along the way, you know, building up our, our, our arbitrages and building up our man. We didn't stop, man. That's the, that's the problem. And, and, and people, when things go start going down and dipping like the stocks and all this stuff, that's Dang. when people freak out and start selling at the worst possible time they start selling and getting freaking ah, i gotta, gotta get that gotta get my money back so you gotta yeah. go buy, man <laughs> and then they only reinvest when everything's shooting back up again so they buy at the worst possible times and they sell at the worst possible times okay. instead of just keep steady getting your reps buying you know buy real estate if you can yes interest rates going up but there's still deals to be had if 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 the rents can cover it, like you said, long-term rents, not just Airbnb rents or short-term rental rents. But if the long-term rents can cover it, it's not uh, it's not the, to us. It's not that scary. To other people, they're looking at the big numbers. This that we're looking at the monthly. Okay, will someone pay two, two no. grand a month for it? That's what scares me. Well, kind of, but not really. Kind of. My only concern is. Like with all the, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, they're going through huge evictions right now, right? So it's telling me wages can't cover these new rents. So what we're going to see in order for this to stabilize, if wages can't cover these new rents, I think all the new renters about to be replaced, but to be are about to be Californians and people that ain't from here. Because it's like they're coming in with the big money. They'll rent from you. They got the money in the pocket. So I think there's going to be like a wave like that. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, damn, if the wage can't cover the rent, because the, the average nationwide rent is what, 2000 a month now? Uh, somebody was selling an apartment for what? Trying to uh, lease an apartment for 2600 a month in the Airbnb group. So it's like, damn, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Tell me your thoughts on that. It's just crazy with the wages. I guess, like I said, you know, people are like, oh, real estate's gonna gonna crash or real estate's gonna do this and that. But we've always been in a, in a I don't know, kind of a bubble here in North Texas because mm-hmm. we got so much jobs here. There's, I mean, almost all the corporations are headquartered here, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and more are coming every single freaking day. And that's gonna bring in people that are looking for jobs, high-end jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when rents in New York are over 4,000 a month, the rents in California are over 4,000 a month, and they can, they're like, wow, for I could get a better job in tech, North Texas, in Texas in mm-hmm. general. And my rent's going to be half 2000 a month. That's nothing. <laughs> I could rent a whole house for 2000 a month. You know, they're freaking out. And yeah. so it, we're just in this, in this spot, that's kind of a protective bubble against all the craziness that happens in, in LA, you know, San Francisco, New York, whatever, you know, us in Florida. I guess <laughs> we kind of, it's, it's a huge transition, man. It's a huge transition. Yeah, so we're 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 um, 
we're in we're in a good spot. We're in a good spot. Uh, rents are going up. I think you know. I, I follow that that crap every day. I'm looking on the Red Fins and Zillows and all the stuff for for arbitrages mm-hmm. plus you know uh, properties to buy. And I saw the rents, you know, creep up, creep up to two thousand a month being like the norm. And then mm-hmm. I started seeing them go to 2190, 2200, 23, 25. And then I'm like, and then they started creeping back down. I'm like, okay, it's just, they're just trying to find what the, what the going rate will be. Right. And it's settled mm-hmm. back down around 2000, 2100, which is still good. Man. What's that? What size home? Uh, three to 1500 to 1800 square foot, something like that. So 2100. For around that, depending on what part of town, of course. Yeah, what part of town are you saying that? I always look in Grand Prairie. I always look in Grand Prairie. And here's another thing too. Mm. On that same on that same note, most of these homes were snapped up by corporations, right? They Mm. went through. uh, I guess there's Main Street, there's Turnkey, there's all kinds of different ones. I don't even know all the names, but every time I look at them. And I'm like, okay, this is a cool, this would be a good arbitrage. And I see their the the corporation's logo. I'm like, oh crap. I've already talked to those people a hundred times and they don't allow corporate leases. Now, maybe their tune will change when they have all these houses they can't rent out. And they'll say, okay, we'll 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 let you do corporate rentals here. See, that's what I was wondering. Cause that's what I was saying. I think we're in a transition of renters. That transition of renters is like, okay, we're not gonna lease to corporate, we're not gonna do the corporate housing thing, but they see and i think you're right because they, if they have to sit on them houses for a long time you sit on a liability so i don't know if you're about to sit there and wait for that renter that can afford to come in so yeah it's an opportunity mm. definitely an opportunity can, can you can you um i know we always we get like high end into this stuff in our in our latest podcast and stuff like that can you tell somebody and, and I'll, I'll give you a scenario i'll give you a scenario mm-hmm uh, I mentioned it on the podcast too. I mean, I'm sorry, on the <laughs> clubhouse. I get them confused now. Uh, I mentioned it on the clubhouse too when we were talking about arbitrage versus um, um, owning, right? Ooh, and, a whole can of worms after we see Yeah, it was like great. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they were saying, you know, owning, the consensus was owning's better, of course. But they even admitted that not everybody has enough money to, to buy a house, right? money or credit or whatever it all takes to buy a house so i'm gonna speak on that yeah, yeah okay but my i guess my thing was you know um a friend of mine reached out to me and, and she's going through you know going through the big d the divorce you know and mm-hmm. a friend from college from a friend of all of ours and 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 um she's like you know she watched she sees our videos she's our tiktoks and reels and stuff like that she's like you know i just really want to I want to, I've been hearing about this arbitrage. I want to learn it. I need to passive income, you know, something for me and my kids, you know, so we can make some money. And I actually, goes, I can't really buy anything right now, but I saw this, this arbitrage thing. And I said, yeah, you know, that's what we do. And I'll tell you all about it. So what advice, um, how, what would you give to someone to get started in the arbitrage game? My first thing is why can't you buy? <laughs> that's my first okay. question. Why can't you buy? What's right. stopping you? Is it, you can't buy or you don't know how to buy. That's my first right. question. Then if you tell me, if you just give me a whole long scenario of I can't, which usually is, I don't know, then okay. But if you're trying to get into the arbitrage space, um, have your LLC created. Um, actually, after you have your LLC created, just start, get on that phone call, do cold calls. I uh, see all these zip codes behind me. I cold call them every day. Look at the buy houses, same thing. 
look to tell them what you do, tell them who you are. Hey, I'm Micah with Share BNB. Um, we're a corporate housing company. We are actually looking to rent homes in your area. We have a bunch of traveling nurses. We also have uh, remote workers that are coming to town and we're looking to house those, those people in your property. We're fully insured through proper and super hog. Uh, could I talk to you more about this? Talk to you more about this uh, in person. Simple conversation. Yeah, it's simple to get into arbitrage. And then what you're really doing, and then let me tell you the big things, what you're really doing with this arbitrage is you're building a relationship with this owner. That's actually, that is one reason to why I actually prefer working with small landlords who own smaller apartment complexes and houses because you're building relationships. They have friends who also do real estate and they may want to get rid of that property. So that's how I would do it if you're in the arbitrage space. But the biggest thing in arbitrage, build relationships. Let them know your end goal, not your right now goal. Let them know your right now goal. Yeah, I'm trying to arbitrage your property, but we also buy properties. My goal is to buy properties. So let them know that and you'll be on your way. I think you said you picked up a deal through arbitrage, right? I like that caveat. Uh, yeah, we're... Um... We're in the middle of our lease with 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 her, but it's it's a condo over there in, in Oakland mm-hmm. that um that she's wanted to sell to us. So we yeah, without putting it on the market or anything like that. So um that's we pretty much gonna buy that one. Another one over there off Lovers in in Dallas, we really like a lot. He was going to sell that one to us for a decent price. We were we actually wanted to buy that one first, and then the one in um in Oakland. But he kind of backed out. He's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I might hold on to it for a little bit, this and that. Mm-hmm. So, but we're, we're always, we're always talking to our, the people that we arbitrage at. Like I said, we, I primarily, we do have a few through the apartment complexes, stuff like that. I, I really hate doing with that, you know? It's I'm the same too, way. Too many moving pieces, right? Like, um, people don't understand that, man. Like, you know, we had a conversation about that. They were like, I was talking to people, they were like, houses have way more moving pieces than an apartment complex. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, man, you go to the house, you check in. Maybe your apartment complex, I got to guide you there. I got to create a whole Google presentation so you can get to the place. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'll you even tell you my goal. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you my goal in a few. Okay, write that down so, I, so you won't forget your goal, your goal. All right, all right. So so here's here's another thing that uh, people don't even... Uh, that. That's happening to us. So, and this happens all the time in these in the apartment complex in the apartment industry, right? Mm. They change management. They change management yeah. like the like like you change socks. You know, it's crazy. So this new management company, we got like a hundred and twenty five dollar charge, and we were like, you know, what's this? What's this for? And they're charging us ten dollars a day. We don't pay it. And like, it's well, wait a minute, what's going on here? I said, oh yeah, we 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 went to your place the other day, and, or the guy, the maintenance guy for some kind of maintenance or whatever. So I don't know what he was gonna do. He didn't. They didn't even warn us really. But um, they said, but you know, no one let him in, so it's a hundred hundred twenty five dollar charge if he goes out and nobody lets him in. I was like. I didn't even sign a lease with you guys, first of all, you know. And, <laughs> and so, but what am I gonna do? I'm gonna fight it. They're gonna. They're just gonna keep racking up the fines until I pay it. And it's like it's just like not even. Then they'll be on me like 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 stink on you know what. And so and so I'm like going back to what I was saying earlier. I like to deal with individual owners, you know, of condos, of townhomes, of houses, right? Because once they see that we're taking care of their place and we're paying rent on the first of the month and we ain't bugging them over bullshit, they fucking love us, right? Yeah. And the, and they're cool with us. 
And if they ever, ever, ever think about selling the house and now I've started, you know, throwing some out there say, Hey, you know, by the way, if you ever want to sell your house, let us know first, we'd like to give you a good offer for it and, and, and buy it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, Oh yeah. You know, I'm not really trying to sell it right now, but I'll, I'll, um, I'll go, you know, I, I, I will do that. I'll talk to you all first about buying it from, you know, you mm-hmm. just get that in their head. Right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll go back to something else. I like to tell stories. Right. Go so ahead. I had, I had a whole, uh, a 1979 cutlass Broham, right. Uh, two door. I had a cutty over there. And when I lived in Cot- off Cottonwood, my first house over there in, in Arlington. And, and so I got married, you know, I had some rims on it. I had a, I had a paint of black. <laughs> Steve you know. had a low rider. No, low rider. No, low rider. I did, man. I love, <laughs> love low riders. That's anyways. So it was cool. You know, the thing is I was pouring money into it, you know, you know, those things you got old, old cars, you got to put money into them. And plus I got married, brought my wife here from Mexico living with me. Here's the thing. While I'm at work, you know, all type all hours a day you get thuggish ruggish dudes asking to try to buy the car you know they see mm-hmm. a car out there you know with rims and it looks cool and they're yeah. asking and my wife's at home i'm like man i don't like this i'm you know yeah. I'm, I'm growing up i want to get into this real estate game i don't need this headache you know and then yeah. someone's gonna probably just steal it anyways and <laughs> so but there was this there's this one cool dude man and he and he um he came up there and, with his with his um uh, with his um nephew one time mm-hmm. yeah he and he worked over there at the kia, de- kia dealership in arlington and uh cool brother man he was real cool he, he came up you know dressed all nice you know had the khakis from his kia dealership and just started talking to me yeah he, he would thinking of selling i'm like yeah not right now but you know maybe one day i don't know but i'm trying to fix it up and this and that he goes oh i'm totally understand he wasn't he was he's being cool you know he wasn't pushing. Just, he, he wasn't pushing he goes you know i'm just trying to you know i'd like to have i have you know, if I had a couple of these before, I want my nephew's getting interested in, 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 you know, restoring one of these cars and I want to get it for him. And his nephew was there. And I said, oh, cool. And I just remember it was a great conversation. He was super nice to me. And um, and when it came time to sell, I kept his information. You know, I kept some of these guys information when it came down to sell. I sold it to him for less money than I would have sold it to one of these thuggish, ruggish dudes that kept coming around, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about calling them. I thought, I like that guy. He was real nice to me. He's him and his nephew. You're going to work on this thing together. I called mm-hmm. him. I made him, I might've made a couple hundred less, you know, but I, yeah. I liked him. I, he formed yeah. a relationship with me and, exactly. and I called him and, and, and he made it easy for me. He said, I said, well, you know, right now it's not running because I was changing something on it and, and whatever. It's not really. It goes, dude, don't worry. I'm going I'm to get a tow truck. You know, I'm over here at the Kia dealership. I'm a, I'll be down there. I got the cash. I'm going to run by the bank. He made it easy for me. So he yeah. formed a great relationship with me. Really nice to me. Cool story, you know, doing something nice for his nephew. And then um, and he made it totally easy for me. I didn't have to do shit. He was going to show up with his tow truck, put it on there, give me my cash and head out. And yeah. that's how we got to, yeah, that's how we got to look at talking to these people who are selling their houses. We might yes. not be the one, we might not be in the highest bidder, You're but if they, seeds. if they like you, they're going to sell it to you, period. Oh, I had the same thing with my 99 DeVille, man. <laughs> I had a 99 DeVille, wood grain steering wheel, wood grain across the panels, man. Fucking head gaskets went out on me. I had to mm. sell it. I was like, ah, my Cadillac, <laughs> man. Because I had an 89 DeVille. Lost that one. Then I had a 99 DeVille, so I had to let my cars go too. So I know what you mean. So, uh, yeah, man, I mean, yeah, you're planting seeds. You're planting seeds. Like, hey, 
you, and, and that's what I do when I cold call, man. You're not, you're not trying to be pushy. Like, I don't care if you, if you're not interested in selling your home right now. Cool. That that's, if you're not interested in selling your home, cool. Here's my number. This is what I do. I help people. It doesn't really seem like you're in need, but if you ever want to sell your house down the line, give me a call. Um, you know, and that that's, that's basically what you're doing. You're planting seeds. And I think a lot of times, uh, you know, me and Mike, yeah, me and Mike, we have a deal up in Plano. And I saw we were talking, talking to him, like, uh, after he started talking about it, you know, he's like, yeah, this lady put all this work in and now there might be a leak and all this. I'm like, man, we should take that opportunity and throw it out there that we buy houses, you know, because if she already put work in from us on the move in of us moving in, I'm like, the house is probably a money pit. If the only thing she's really getting off of it is that the money we're giving her, plus she just spent thousands to get this other shit fixed. We can throw that out at her. And I think Mike might've put the bug in here. Like, Hey, we, we buy houses too, you know, just to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you never know what people are going through and you're planting those seeds. So I think you, that's, that's a very good thing. Somebody just started right now, right? You I, just thought of, I thought of this shit right now. Now we're doing these arbitrages out of houses, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you said, and you, you've been saying that, you know, it's a great way to, to eventually purchase these houses. Mm-hmm. A good relationship with these, with the, with the owners and stuff like that. Uh, putting that seed in their ear, whatever. What's to stop us? Here, here's a, here's a cool point, right? Mm-hmm. So we, while we're arbitraging these things, we could, we could, uh, you know, block off a day, right? Mm-hmm. And pay an uh, inspector to go out there and inspect it from the from the ground up, man. Inspect everything. So now, without you, don't even have to tell. I mean, you really don't have to tell the owner. Tell you, it's helping. It's it's good to know what's going on with the house, right? Yeah. So, anyways, so they're not going to carry the way. So get pay wow. pay for an inspector. You know, about three hundred bucks, whatever, to go over there and check that thing from the inside out. Make sure nothing crazy's wrong with it. So when you do have those conversations, you say, you know what. You don't got to fix any. You don't. You don't even have to tell them. You, you send an inspector out there to check it out, right? And you start. You start telling them. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because we can. We can. We can bargain on that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No. no it is a bargain. <laughs> but here's the thing. You can say if you know this is a good house. You know everything's. You know it's got good bones. Foundation's good. Roof's good. Blah blah blah. You know AC's good. And the inspector. You know minor things. Whatever. If you, you could tell, you can tell the owner, you know, and start beside just planning saying, Hey, by the way, buy houses, whatever you could tell them and you want to make, and that's the thing you want to make it simple for them. Right. Yeah. You can say, if you ever do want to sell it, you know, let, please let me know first. I'd love to uh, opportunity to buy it. And you don't have to worry about, um, I don't inspection, you know, there's no contingencies, no inspection. We don't have to, you have to go through agents. I know a great title company that can get us freaking done in like seven days, you know, we don't have to go, you don't have to pay six or $20,000 to an agent to sell it. Just let me know and I'll handle everything and, and then you'll get your money. Boom. Mm-hmm. And, but tell them that after you've already know that the What's house, you, if there's anything wrong with it, right. If mm-hmm. there, if it, you know, you don't want to do it. And then all of a sudden say, Oh, by the way, I need to do an inspection on it and this and that. And then you find like, there's a, you know, $30,000 problem with it. I'd run it like this, like, Hey, if you're ever looking to sell and then let's say they do come up to you, say they're looking to sell and be like, how much do you want for it? They, you, they give you the number. You're like, okay. So if you received this today, you would take it. Yeah. Then what you do is you run your numbers on it and be like, man, I might be able to give you that, but here's what's on the inspection report. <laughs> That's how I present it to them. Hey, here's what's on the inspection report. So you think we can come down here, here and here, and then it would be a good deal. Or, 
I can pay, I can pay you the price you want, but you'd have to get all this stuff fixed. So it's one of those, like you just said, make it easy on them. Because mm-hmm. okay. if you put it in the way of, you got to get this shit fixed, they're like, ah, oh, fuck this. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. You ain't got to fix it. I'll fix it. Just give me this price. That's basically yeah. how I do all my deals. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, it makes sense. I, I guess the thing saying saying something like you know oh well according to the inspection report and then i don't know to me i'd be like wait a minute you got this thing inspected without even telling me it kind of put this it would put a little distrust in hey i've been renting it we have to run an inspection per our insurance in order to make sure this place is in lively condition for our guests that's 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 good <laughs> that's good i didn't even think about that i didn't even think about that that's a good that's a good point if they do yeah. give you some pushback on inspection running- yeah, because you're running a business, right? So, hey, I'm running yeah. a business out here. We, we have to make sure safety purposes to secure, not only to make sure that we're secured, but you're secured as the property owner. Yeah. Okay. And if we take it a step further, further, <laughs> say, you know, and when if they say, yeah, hey, I'm thinking of selling it and they give you a number, you know, 200 grand and, and you really, you want to pay 180, whatever. <laughs> You, you can tell them, you know, you know, 200 sounds good. You know, here's a few things, because we do have our handyman come out here every now and then to, to address things. And he noticed this and this and this. He just say he quoted us a number. It's going to cost, you know, about 10K to fix it. Do you want to pay him or someone else that you hey. know to fix it? Or you want to take it off the price? I mean, that's what me and know, that's going through. Remember the, the leak issue? We're going through the same thing. Mm. And that's what I'm telling you. I'm like, hey, man, we can see if we can buy the house. I mean, we can get a couple. We know, okay, we know the fan foundation is brand new, right? So the foundation is good, but you have a leak under there somewhere. So, I mean, we can we can play the game. I, you, you're in, see, and I, what we're talking about right now is just real estate knowledge, right? So if you know this stuff and you have that knowledge, now you can build that wealth that you want because you can now acquire these properties, man. This is powerful stuff, man. I, I hope people are starting to catch on to it. But about apartment complexes, I am trying to get away from them. My goal, because you know, I'm about to launch two more properties. Once I get those two up, those are two I'll actually own. I'm trying to get it to where if I I'm trying to knock off all 10 of my arbitraged apartments and maybe transfer them over to like five houses that I arbitrage, maybe. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. then I'm getting a higher end product. And with less doors, right? So I might be up to 10 total arbitrage, 10 total, five that I own, five that I arbitrage. And I want my really my numbers to be own 60%, arbitrage 40, own 60, arbitrage 30, and maybe manage 10. You know what I mean? So mm. I, I'm just really playing the numbers game because, like I was telling you guys, if you're in the management space right now, it's a great place to be because you have real estate investors getting into the short-term rental space who don't really know anything about short-term rentals besides Airbnb. And what's happening is if you're coming in on Airbnb, Airbnb just made all those changes, right? So if you actually find your listing on Airbnb, there ain't even no description next to it. It just says, oh, here's a house in Dallas. They're basically stripping you of, basically of, they're stripping you of your branding is what's happening right now with Airbnb. And that's why I tell people, brand your photos if you can. Um, so I think right now, man, it's a great time to be in a management because it's so much they don't know. So I was mm. talking to uh, shout out to Elmwood Escapes, Anthony from Elmwood Escapes. He was like, man, I just had to switch management companies. They were charging me 25% for management, charging me 25% and they only had me listed on Airbnb. 
He goes, <laughs> I went to this new management company. They're charging me 15% and I'm listed everywhere. And yeah. I'm like, that's the knowledge piece that everyone, everyone's missing out on. Because if you listen on like Instagram and stuff, Airbnb, the word Airbnb is a sales tactic. That's all it is. You're selling something. What are you selling? You're an Airbnb host. You're an Airbnb this. What are you selling? That, that's, that's literally kind of what I look like. What are you selling, man? So, and then now people are selling that, but then now the game's getting sophisticated. It's like, like you just said, they ain't got them reps in. So great right. time to be in a management. Yeah, great time. And who was um, our last, uh, our guest from Japan? Was it Tracy Northcott? Yeah, Tracy. Tracy Northcott. And, and so when you said that about, you know, getting rid of some of these apartments and just going, you know, into, um, you know, less but better units you know mm-hmm. that's exactly what she did yep she got out of these you know the ones that were more headaches and weren't making her a lot of money and she just focused on getting some you know some houses that made her a lot of money addition and... by subtraction <laughs> that's that's the thing man that's uh, most people are preaching more 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 you know addition 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 but mm-hmm. nothing wrong with going less and better right yeah like my mentor thatch always says every tuesday on our call you don't need a hundred damn houses. You just need enough to get to where you want to be. And you got to get to where you want to be and you're good. You don't need a hundred damn houses. Now he owns probably like a hundred plus, but he, 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 he preaches that. So you won't be scared to hop in. Like you won't be intimidated by it. like, you don't need that. And he'll tell you how to get to where he is. That's what I love about my mentorship. And, and you don't man. And right now people are chasing this number. And these rents are going up, bro. I mean, man, speaking of interest rates, here's one thing you can also do to, if you're buying, if you want to counteract that, one thing you can do is go to a market with very low property taxes and it'll offset the interest rate. Just something for people to consider. Mm. Yeah, See, Texas is bad because Texas don't like high interest rate because we already got high damn property taxes. So that shit goes up. You're like, oh. Like, you know, I talked to a few people at our uh, last meetup and he was like, man, my houses ain't cash flowing on long term. I was like, oh, shit. Mm. He goes, man, I think there was like a some people said between 30 to 70 percent increase in property taxes. So that's the killer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that is the killer. Um, So here's the thing, too. Here's the thing, too, that ever since I remember starting out paying rents when I was Mm -hmm. 19, 18 18, 19 years old. I have never in my life in this area seen rents go down. I've never seen mm. them go down. I've seen them stabilize where they've been stagnant for a while and you pretty much get boy, aging myself, right? You could pretty much get a one bedroom for 500 a month. I remember. And that was pretty much, you know, and then they started building newer ones. And okay, and a new beautiful apartment complex is going to be closer to 600, 700. I've never seen them go the other way. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I've never seen it. I've never seen it. And and think about it. You've been here all these years, right? And you've never seen it happen. And right now we have a wave of just a whole bunch of people moving to Dallas. Hmm. It ain't going to happen. There's too many people moving here. There's too many jobs here, right? Hmm. I don't think real estate's really going to go down in Dallas. Like I said, I just think you're about to see a transition of renters. Higher income renters, like they said, if you want to, uh, you're not probably going to have to rent the American dream. So if you don't have like skills to increase your income, you're probably going to be in an apartment complex, man. You know, mm. so I think that's what it's coming down to. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've see, I see, you know, it's crazy how we see the end, the other end of this now that we're uh, real estate owners, investors, yeah. you know, because, and it's, and it's sad to say, because I've worked alongside like these guys that are older dudes, you know, getting closer to the retirement age and they did everything they're supposed to do, you know, just do the 401k and then just um, invest in some stocks and whatever bonds and um, own the house on your only house that you got. Right. And um, a couple cars, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now they're seeing what the inflation is just chewing up their retirement. Right. And they don't have anything else but the stock is chewing up the stocks too. Their stocks are plummeting, right? And, and the 401ks are, are cutting in you know, half or losing a third of their value right before you know retirement. They, they have no choice but to keep working. Whereas real estate owners, investors, we see inflation as shit. You're making these, these properties we own worth a lot more. Plus we're paying off the debt with inflated dollars. You know, True. We're seeing the other end where rich people love inflation. Rich people fucking love inflation, right? It just Only adds to their it just adds to their wealth. Poor people, inflation is the hidden tax, the biggest tax they'll ever pay. And so, but they don't see it and, and they feel it when it happens, you know. But they know, okay, you know, government print out trillions of dollars, pay for all these programs, but hey, you know, someone's got to pay the piper, right? And it's gonna be inflation. And so the inflation makes bill rich over to Ukraine, bro. If Inflation makes the rich richer and the poor poorer. So we're kind of seeing that other end. We're like, okay, inflation sucks, but man, our houses are, are just skyrocketing in value, right? Yeah, and our debt's know, are, and our debt's gonna get paid down because these rents keep going up and our debt's gonna get paid down a lot faster with inflated dollars. Anyways, it's just eye-opening that and and that the fact and, and it helps us not to to freak out, you know, when stuff like this happens, when the con when the markets shift. And, I- yeah. I'm happy you said that because, you know, I read a meme the other day and it said if 90% of America's millionaires got through it through real estate, why the hell would you try something else? <laughs> I was like, UIL posted it, earn your leisure. They posted it. I'm like, it's a good ass point, man. Why the hell would you try something else? Like, It was a really good meme. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. This is the proven track for millionaires. I'm like, why try anything? I mean, you can try something like your passion and whatnot, but park something over there. If you park something in real estate, just park it, leave it, let it grow. You're about to win, man. You can win mm. all day. Here's here's one thing I have noticed, uh, and I said I've I've never I've never seen rents go down in this area. Perhaps it's happened in other areas. Whatever, I've never seen them go down here, and I've seen them stabilize. Whatever. But what I have seen is uh, mortgages. Back in the day, you can get a house under 100K. You know, back mm-hmm. back when I was shopping, my first house I bought was like 82K, whatever. Mm-hmm. Three bedroom, two bath in Arlington. So my mortgage was like 600 bucks a month. Five, no, about 600 bucks a month. So mortgages, I mean, I remember if you to rent a house around that time, a whole house, you could rent one for about eight or 900 bucks a month. You know, yeah. so if, if you bought a house cheap, you're not going to cash flow a lot because the rents didn't really didn't really support it right so you cash flow a couple hundred bucks but you know you still got all your capex whatever but anyways so rents and mortgage oh i see okay i'm putting my hands one on top of the other rents and mortgage is about an inch apart my hands and i see them like this and all of a sudden you know rents start going up right your mortgage stays the same because we lock in the 30 year whatever it might go up a little bit going with the down tax. really paying it was going shit. down yeah it was going really? down 
and taxes might keep it you know around the same taxes go up plus the house you know it just stays around the same but then you see this gap forming right and my hands are going apart now if you're not listening you're not watching it on youtube so you see this gap you're like wow you know that i'm paying 600 bucks a month on my mortgage but i'm charging 1250 for rents right facts but now what happens after that, these people that are paying higher rents are like, man, screw this. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to find a way to buy a house. So they go and buy houses. House prices are going up. Mm-hmm. So, so the house prices go up and kind of catch up with the rents. Yeah. And they go back to level or just above what, you know, paying rents. But they're on the house now, right? And so I've seen that happen a lot. I've seen the mortgages low, rents started rising, rising. Then all of a sudden, the mortgages and price of buying a house goes up because everybody like, screw this, the rents are too high. I'm just going to buy. And it catches up and then it goes steady for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. It goes steady until the rents start going up again and start separating from what the mortgage is. You're breaking down the cycle of America, man. Basically, <laughs> what it is, man, because you get the new house, right? You're going up the new house and then the rent's going to eventually. But us as owners, what's happening to all those properties we're owning? It's compounding. Because that one that was way down here, now the rent's way up here because I've owned it for 10 years. The one mm. I've owned for five years, it's like this. The one I've owned for two years is like this. So my cash flow is just... My, and then when the prices go up, what's also happening? You're getting appreciation from that one you owned for 10 years. Mm. That's the power of real estate. That That's is it. the power of it. And And... The only time I've ever seen it, I've seen real estate prices drop once in my life, and that was 2008, right? Yeah. yeah. That was 2008. Every, yeah, we've seen that. And that was a whole different animal from what, you know, if you watch the big short, you watch things like that. These uh, The Wall Street was trying to sell these uh, delinquent houses for top dollar. And it was just in yeah. US you know, AAA bonds, whatever. They, 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 it fucked up the whole stock market. It fucked up the whole world. Right. Yeah. And, and that's when I that was the craziest thing, because you you'd go driving around everywhere and you'd see like stuff they were building cranes just sitting there because they weren't building nothing anymore. Remember? You remember, you remember that? It was just so eerie. Bro, stopped- I was in the Northwest. That shit fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. I remember that. It was so crazy, man. They, and that was the most extreme thing. But but they were like, you know, back then they were giving mortgages to whoever had a pulse. You didn't need a Basically. Pulse, and you didn't need, you say, hey, I make 100000 a year. Okay, just sign right here. They make 100000 a year. They didn't have to ask for proof. It was just a crazy situation. So yeah. that's the only time I've ever seen them drop mortgages yeah. their uh, house prices drop and um and rents rents stayed the same um from what i remember yeah. but but now um it's harder to buy a house a lot harder to buy a house and so um mortgages are stable i don't i don't see them dropping too much if they do start dropping a little bit they might you know take a lot longer to sell you know what? I, yeah I, i'm happy you bring it up 08 because now I think right now to get a mortgage, it's, it's a lot harder, but the people who are getting them are rather savvy if they can get it in a bad market, which is good for America because now you have the right people with mortgages, in my opinion, mm. that can pay it. They know the strategies to acquire it. So it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. That's a really good point about 08. Yeah, and if no. you don't earn around for 08... 08 when I bought, no, I bought my first house in 09 right after the crash because they were like trying to pay people. I think I talked about it last night on the uh, clubhouse. I'm like, man, they were paying people to buy houses. Like, hey, give us a fucking mortgage, you know, especially <laughs> if you can actually pay it. So, yeah, for sure, man. 
Yeah, yeah. The um the one thing, the one thing that um okay, COVID, you know, they started printing mm. trillions of dollars. These banks had a lot of money, they needed to yeah. get it out there. So it started giving a lot more loans. Yes, you're not giving loans to dead people, but you started being a little more lenient. Okay, you can afford this, we'll get you into the house, we can get you into this two thousand dollars a month payment, even though you're you're right there, you know, you put your wife's income, you can, y'all can, but with both of y'all's jobs and income, y'all can kind of afford it. It's cool. We'll put you in the house. And, but the problem is, especially here in Texas, when the, um, when the taxes hit, when all these property values went up, so that 2000 a month that they were barely affording with their two incomes, you know, um, now it went up to 25, 2800 a month, you know, for that same, for that same mm. house, right? Because of the taxes, the taxes are freaking ridiculous. And um, especially if they didn't, um, you know, not everybody does it. If they didn't homestead, if they forgot to homestead, you know, people yeah. are, <sighs> that's another thing I want to, I don't want to talk about homestead and you know, whatever. <laughs> people don't do it. You're right. People don't do it. See, if you have a good realtor, like my realtor, when I first moved to Texas, Pamela Cottrell, shout out to her. She'll send you a reminder. She texts me. Hey, make sure you homestead. Make sure you homestead. Mm-hmm. With every time. Yep. Yep. And people forget. Yep. People forget. You know, you had a good realtor. That's great. But most realtors, uh, not a lot. I mean, there's some good ones, but a lot of them are like, okay, I sold the house. I got my money. I'm on to the next one, you know? And, and, but that's cool how she did that because I know a lot of people that they got their first house and they forgot to homestead. Mm. And all of a sudden they're, they're more, they got that mortgage that um, escrow jumped up and they're paying 25, 2800 off something that was 2000 the previous year. Really? I mean, that's a big jump for a lot of people. Hell of a big jump, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's one thing I fear uh, of bringing um, um, evictions. Yeah, uh, is, is because of the taxes, you know, the tax burden. And so, but <laughs> hey, you never own your house. You never own your house in, in the country, right? Because if you start missing tax payments, the government's going to take your house from you. Yeah. Or the bank. That, man, dude, that's one thing. And. <sighs> I'm shopping again in Texas, right? I'm doing cold calls in Texas, and I'm like, that is the one thing I've always hated about Texas, the fucking property tax, man. It's <laughs> stupid high. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, man, that, the property tax I pay in Arkansas is like a one month. It's the whole my whole year in Arkansas is probably a month in Texas. It's crazy. Mm. Seriously, <laughs> so but but on the flip side as a matter of fact so you guys may know i switched over to hostfully for my uh pms i'm using hostfully and i'm also getting a boostly site created but on boostly you have to put everything in so you um they know how to set up your account right or they can grab mm-hmm. it from hostfully um so you have to put in your tax rate so i was doing the tax rate taxes like the taxes they pay to do airbnb is high as hell in arkansas and in houston houston's at houston and arkansas the place in arkansas i'm at are at the same tax rate which is 17 percent. i was like damn so yeah so what you have to do is you have to make sure if they're over 28 days they ain't paying that tax and it helps you out but dude when people when people are looking like you know on airbnb they're paying up but that last, I had a reservation for $1,200 for seven days, right? $1,200 mm. for seven days. I looked at the full bill of it. They paid $130 in taxes. I was like, damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was looking at them like, man, no wonder those people in Dallas and Houston don't want to pay their damn taxes, man. They pay that shit if there ain't no system for it. Mm. Mm. I was like, 17%? 
But I mean, <laughs> in our case, we could pass it on to the guests, but I don't think that makes you that attractive if they have to pay all that. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things, yeah, man. It, taxes are pretty high in, you know, on, uh, on hotels. Yeah, that's the thing with hotels. Um, that's that's how cities make the money, hotels and rental cars, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I remember renting a car one time in South Texas and I think it was like 50 bucks for the day. I was just, I, was, I just rented it for one day mm-hmm. or whatever. I might, I might, I don't know how many days I'm going to be here. And the taxes on it was 50 bucks because I know Damn. it was the same. It's like, that's like, to me, it's like hundred percent tax. Yeah, that's hundred percent write up. I asked him, I was like, what the heck is this? And he's like, well, you know, you're getting taxed from the city, right? Yep. You're getting taxed from the city. Plus you're at the airport. So you're going to get taxed, the airport taxes as well. Mm. And then plus you got to get this, uh, these, I don't know, road hazard tax, this tax, this, tax. I mean, it was insane. I was like, he's like, that's why it's better to rent a rental car for like, you know, three or four or five days because you, you won't hit the brunt of it. Oh you know? yeah. 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 You got to hit, I mean, if you rent it one day, it's going to be a huge chunk, but if it's spread out a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, and so, but that's how cities make their taxes. Every time they pass a new bond or a new, what or new tax or whatever that they, they raise, you, you see it, they raise the hotel occupancy taxes and they raise the rental car taxes. Dude, you know, what's crazy. So in Houston, <laughs> you're paying a tax to the state, a tax to the city, a tax to the county, and a tax to the county sports complex. I looked this all up. I'm like, what the fuck, man? So I'm like, yeah, man, them taxes ain't no joke. And the, and the reason why I'm looking at taxes now is because I'm going direct bookings, right? So now I'm going direct. You have to make sure you're charging that tax and pay your tax bill off. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm like, oh shit. So yeah, man, you gotta gotta make sure you're on top of your taxes because. I am starting to notice there are a lot more manual processes. You got to turn this thing into a well-oiled machine if you're going the uh, business route, going direct bookings. Because I ain't going to lie, that's one thing that makes Airbnb viable. It makes it all easy. They'll screw you over, but they'll make it easy for you. You know, it's just like a pimp. I'll make it easy for you, but I'm taking my 80%. I'll give you your clientele. I'm just saying, man, that's how it is. You know, I'm a, I'll give you the clientele and I'll give you the right corner, but I got to take my 80% off the top. You know? <laughs> saying you saying Airbnb is pimping us like hoes? Basically. <laughs> Basically what it is, man. They don't even let you talk to the guests, barely, man. The get like guests can call in and say anything. Airbnb come come smack that hand. <laughs> like the Mac. I remember watching the Mac. I don't give a shit. What happened to you? You get out there and get me my money. Goldie. <laughs> Damn. I never knew that. We're getting pimped. I mean, think about it, man. Like your friend. No, no, no. Your friend who came on the podcast basically said it. The one you work with. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, yeah, man, I never, because remember, he was in a vacation rental market. And he okay. goes, when Airbnb came to us, he was like, man, we just didn't even like the feel of it. He goes, you're basically being the gatekeeper to my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, because, and that's a lot, a lot of things people don't really think about, man, because this industry has been around a long time. Airbnb just magnified it. So now you got people like, man, screw these people. They can't come gatekeep our property. So, you know, and I think, oh, man, we talked about this a little bit uh, about, you know, Google's getting into the vacation rental space, right? So Mm. they've already partnered with some people. And, um, you know, the hotel industries are the ones who's been like on the fear fence. Like they haven't been really, like the hotel industry said they weren't really scared of Airbnb. 
they don't like Google getting into that space because you know how a lot of hotels have been making their money is, you know, you can book a hotel directly on Google's website. You can just Google Marriott Houston, book it right then and there. Yeah. Google takes their fee, boom, they're out. Now, cars, yeah. Yeah. Now Google's like, well, hell, Airbnb's got all that money over there. Their hosts ain't really happy. Might as well let them list with us. Now the hotel's are like, oh, screw that, yo, you know. So they're getting kind of scared now. I'm not. I don't think that it's gonna. I think the hotel industry is protected because of lobbyists, like we always say. Like in Arlington, for example, I think that was hotel lobby money all day. They got two new hotels up there. I think they're protected in that way. But I do think that they're gonna have to get a little bit more sophisticated, right? Mm. I think if people like me and you can go list our properties on Google. Who has the biggest search? What's the biggest search engine in the world? Google. If you already have the SEO, I don't have to get on Airbnb. Man, I think that's a huge, huge. And I know they were talking about it. Luke Carl was talking about it in short term rental, long term wealth group on Facebook. Um, he he pointed out the API that they're building. And by the way, we're, we need to sign up. I'll send you the message. Uh, they hit us up to be on their show. So we got to do that sign up. Oh, nice. So yeah, it, it's. Yeah, multi-platform is the way to go. Like Wimstay, at ease, partner with, get with a good PMS and partner with as many listing platforms as you can right now. But focus on direct. That's my thing. And like, especially if you start partnering with other ones because Airbnb is turning into a shit show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, um, direct bookings, man. Our buddy, Boosley. Yeah, you got to hit him up uh yeah he needs to sponsor our show man we're getting all this, free, all this free pub man he's gonna give us some sponsorship what's up with he that? does yeah matter of fact click uh, uh by the time this air episode airs i'll have the link on our uh link tree so y'all go click that link and y'all gonna get uh i think five percent off of a site definitely get a boostly site man it, it is i don't i'm in the middle of building mine before we hopped on the show i was still uploading all my stuff but yeah get mark, a boostly mark, site. Sam- mark simpson, simpson. yeah Look up uh, the the episode he came on. He blew us away, man. Uh, that show, man. Read it's, his book, um, Direct Book Playbook. Oh my god, yeah, that, that life changing. <laughs> Good episode, dude. Um, uh, is I like I like this just just you know BSing with you and talking about the industry, the the state of the industry, and how we each of us are doing. We don't get yeah. to do this enough. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it's great. It's great chatting. Where, where can people find us, Mike? Man, find us on TikTok. Yeah, we're on, we're on TikTok. Tick, Steve's been taking off with the TikToks. So <laughs> I need to make got, mine today. I need to make a TikTok today. So we got TikTok, Instagram. Uh, catch us on Clubhouse every Wednesday, uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And make sure you're in our Facebook group. All this stuff is in our link tree. Click our link tree. We have the Facebook group, our clubhouse events. Um, and oh, we will be um we will be featured at the luxury short-term rental summit. We I, I gave like a 60-second snippet, and then I had an interview with Rachel Gainsborough today. So definitely check that out. Um, we'll be announcing some good stuff, good stuff on our luxury STR summits. And also join our email list. Get on that email list because Man, a lot of people tried to come to our master class super, super late. People are hitting us up the day of. We're like, oh, shit, man. So, yeah, I guess people didn't know about it. So definitely get on our email list and we'll be emailing stuff out to you in five years, 212 episodes. Thank y'all for continuing to listen to us, man. It's been a fun ass ride and we're going to keep continuing to pump out this content and (laughs) kick some ass in the short term. (laughs) Keep on keeping on, baby.
Yes, sir. All right. LLT out. We are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.